Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are here once again. It's been another week. What have you been up to? Absolutely nothing. Oh, there you go. Well, I mean, it's kind of a big week for America. I know you and I have, uh, we've kind of avoided talking politics. I don't know how we could over the last six months or year or more, but we've done a pretty good job of it. But that was the story of the week. This week was the American election. Yeah, I watched more this week than I have in the past four years. And quite frankly, I'm about done with it. Yeah, uh, I don't watch the news because it angers me. My wife doesn't like me watching the news because then I, I anger her because <laughs> I get angry. So it's a very bad cycle in my house. You know, that being said, that's kind of took up a large portion of the week. Uh, besides the election, what else have you been up to? You know, I've been doing my normal door dashing thing. And uh, you know me, I'm always apt to make a butt out of myself. Yeah. And it, it happens naturally. I mean, if, if I'm walking outside of a Cracker Barrel with your wife and I do something funny and she'll never forget... <laughs> well, like funny, like what? Well, just ripping a big fart is what you oh, mean. Oh yeah, just letting it go right and laughing those, so hard. Those old folks sitting on the rocking chairs, <laughs> you just crop oh, dusting them. <laughs> oh man, I will never forget the look on Christina's so face. What <laughs> she was like, "Oh that my god, so... I can't believe you did that." <laughs> oh, she should. Well, I mean, she's gonna expect it. <laughs> she should. I mean, in the, come on. <laughs> Oh, boy. But uh, I was picking up an order. Okay. And I parked my car. And I parked it in a spot I normally don't park because it's a little busier. I grab my order. I walk out. A car looks identical to mine. Put my hands on the door. Open it. Uh, like open it all the way. I look down. The, the, the door. I'm almost at a point where I'm about ready to put my butt in the seat. Oh. I look down and the seats are clothed. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh. And, and the funny thing is, I still, I stared at it for like... <laughs> A good 10 seconds. <laughs> I was like, my car don't have, my car has leather seats. And I just stared at it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> and just casually walked away and under where my car was. That, w- <laughs> that would freak me out too, though. You would you would have to, you would spend a second being like, uh, am I in a different dimension? Or is this, oh, wait, this is my car. That's the easier answer. Well, it's not that the, the door opened. Yeah. The door shouldn't open. People should lock the should lock the doors. <laughs> right. See, for me, it's not a big deal because my key fob automatically unlocks it. So I put my hand on the, the the actual handle, and I hear click, and then I open it. Yeah. So it's like it. No matter if I lock it or not, the car automatically locks for me, unless the keys are in the car, then it doesn't lock. And I've even tried that just to make sure. Well, that was that was fun. Hopefully, no one saw you getting in their vehicle. <laughs> no, um, actually, I kind of wish they did. <laughs> just kind of look at me like. What are you doing? <laughs> or try, try calling me out on it when I have like no response? It's kind of been like just dumbfounded. <laughs> I love your door dashing adventures. Oh, and dude, remember how I told you I had that one that I uh, freaked out that little girl that one day? I was kind of slowly yeah. creeping up. I had another one. Oh, no. This time it was an adult. Uh, she was just walking on the side of the road looking at her phone, and I'm looking for an address, like an actual house number. So I'm creeping up the road real slowly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I pass her and then I kind of hit the brakes. I thought I'd seen it. So she passes me, but it wasn't the right one. So I got to go ahead and go a little quicker and find the right one. So I find it. Yeah. I pull over. She passes me. She looks, she side-eyes me. It's like, what's going on here? So she's, what's happening? Right. And then I open my door and then I see her walk a little faster. Oh no, she was power walking away from you. (laughs) And then I grab my food and then she kind of notices, but she was living in the house right next to where I was delivering. 
Oh, okay. But the fact of the matter is she's like, oh, this, this, what, what's going on? I, I don't want to be on the news. Get away from me. <laughs> you know, once she saw you uh, get a bags of food out from your car with you, she probably knew. Hopefully that was a, a quick realization. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm not out there to freak out everybody, <laughs> but I... I, <laughs> I mean, what can you do? I mean, really, like, it's sometimes, you know, these GPSs, they're accurate, but they're not accurate to the house a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll tell you you arrived, you know, either past the house or before the house. You, you still got to watch for uh, the numbers in the house and, and the mailboxes and stuff. So, hey, I feel you. Yeah, they've gotten pretty good. But still, I mean, you got to look out for that house number. And sometimes you can't even see the house number. So you actually have to get out of the car to find it. Yeah. But uh, I figured you guys would get a kick out of that. Definitely since it's my second creeper story that I have now. <laughs> they got to get you a little DoorDash sticker or something to put on your car. Oh, a little magnet that. or something. Absolutely not. Oh, no. No. I, I drive by. What about a magnet? I, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I drive by some of these cars and they got like DoorDash on there and they got Grubhub and they got all these different Uber Eats. They got all these stickers all over their car. I'm like, I'm not doing that. You have an option. I mean, you're, you're a contractor. You do as you want when you want. That's why there's so many mm-hmm. bad ones. Apparently, uh, these restaurants can actually go ahead and rate DoorDashers as well. So if you do a crappy job, they can send back a, a, you know, a, a review saying, hey, this guy was terrible. Yeah, what's your rating so far? Do you got a number like four point five or something? Uh, I am. My customer rating is four nine one. Oh, so yeah, you and you have to stay above. I think a four seven. If you drop below a four seven, they'll deactivate you. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll shut you down. So if your rating is too low, four point seven out of five. Yeah. Gosh. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty strange. Now it's hard to drop to that number, honestly. Yeah. Just because I mean, if, if people are rating you and you're doing a decent job. And then right now, what they're doing is they're giving a lot of leeway. So if you give, you know, take some food to a customer and say, for instance, they're missing something. Yeah. It's not my fault. So I deliver the food and they say they leave it at the door, but they say they're missing their wings. Once that actual bag is sealed, you can't open it to check it. Oh, okay. It specifically says if you open a seal and you, you can lose your job as well. So if you're at uh, 4.91 or something, at, at some point you had a, a bad review. Do you know where it came from? Do you know a customer? No. I had one right out the gate that I had, like, it dropped me down to, like, a 4.8. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa, hold on. How did I go from a 5 down to a 4.8? What happened? Yeah. I looked into that just to see if I can see where the rating was, what happened, what was the deal. And there's really no way that I can, I've been able to find who's rating me as what. But, I mean, it's one of those things, too. It's, it's a rolling number. So it, that's the rating per 100 deliveries. Oh, okay. So the more deliveries you do and those bad ones you have will fall off. And it's the same with your uh, your completion percentage, your acceptance rate. So you, you can accept it or deny any any actual order you get. Oh, okay. So say, for instance, uh, the order is going to pay, uh, say it comes up $14. Right. But it wants me to travel, you know. 12 miles, you know, north, then I'm out of the area. So I'm looking at about 24 mile round trip before I can get another order. So you got to start juggling the idea, you know, is the mileage and the money worth going so far out of your way to come back? It's not too difficult. I look at it. If I can get at least 50 cents a mile mm-hmm. for a bigger order, I'm good. Well, there you go. There's uh, your lesson in door dashing for this week from your door dashing dad. <laughs> door dashing dad. There we go. <laughs> well, that's cool. What else you been up to this week? We weren't doing anything. I'm not a big college football person. Yeah. And uh, my mom, I had some family over yesterday, kind of impromptu. They just kind of showed up. They were like, hey, you home? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay, well, we're going to come over. And it was Courtney. Mm-hmm. So the kids haven't seen her in a while. And then she had the baby with them. So we haven't seen uh, Reagan either. And the next thing we know, it, she's like, hey, 
Brandon's coming too. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen Brandon. And she's like, oh, and the boys with Brandon. Like, oh, <laughs> holy crap. We're okay. Gonna, now we're going to have a house full. Yeah. Full house. Unexpected. So that, um, that was what kind of happened. I was like, you know what? We want a movie just to kind of relax. And I was like, I'm going to pick the movie. Yeah. I almost picked Gremlins. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if it would have freaked out Skylar. That might have been too scary for some of the youngsters. Yeah. So I was just kind of scrolling through and I was like, I love Space Jam. I haven't seen this forever. Yeah. So I hit Space Jam. And I was like, and Zach immediately was like, I don't want to watch this. And I was like, dude, it's got Bugs Bunny in it. And, you know, and he's like, who? All these... No, he actually knows him. He watches Tom and Jerry pretty religiously. Oh, well, good for you that he knows he's aware of the older cartoons because uh, Verona, if I told her Fred Flintstone, the only way that she knows of the Looney Tunes is because I showed her Space Jam about a year ago. But that's it. As far as all the classic cartoons, well, she knows Scooby-Doo, too, because of newer movies. Yeah. But, like, yeah, some of the older stuff, she has no idea. It was fun because originally, he was like, what's going on? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it, uh, this movie takes no time to jump into the classic songs. Oh, yeah. I mean, they start with, I believe I can fly when he's outside playing basketball and his dad says you can, you know, shoot until you miss. Right. To when they get into the monster, the, you know, the montage. Come on and him. jam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. This was fun. And, and on top of all that, I was like, the graphics and everything from the movie still looked great. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Uh, and, Zach, I, and then Zach and Skylar just locked on. And they're watching it. Oh, I'm and sure. Yeah, once the cartoon uh, started, especially. Oh, yeah. When they find out, you know, the, the aliens from Moron Mountain, Zach loves the word moron. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucked them in. And then, you know, becoming Monstars. Yeah. And then I'm singing, yeah, I'm hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. You hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we were into that. That, that um, When that came out in 96, that we were probably a little bit old to find Space Jam entertaining and cool, but I didn't care. Dude, I, I, I went to go see the movie. I got the little uh, plush stuffed animals from McDonald's, <laughs> the Toon Squad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I just found myself locked in on it. I enjoyed everything from the... Uh, the Toon Squad going to his house and picking up his uh, basketball shorts from North Carolina and his shoes. You know, yeah. the one shoe that's on display for some reason that he hasn't worn that they knock into the bag. And <laughs> Yeah, I always forget that Bill Murray's in that movie, too. Bill Murray was great. Yeah. Well, then he was like, when he was trying to convince Michael Jordan about him playing on the team, he was like, well, Larry's white. You know, Larry's not white. He's clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You had, uh, who was it, Patrick Ewing and uh, Charles Barkley. and Sean yeah, Bradley. All kinds of just, yeah. it was great. It's a great movie. Well, you know they're making a sequel to it, right? I think it's pretty much shot. Yeah, I think so. And I, I hope what they do is move it forward like 30 years. So what happened already in the movie that we already know, Bugs Bunny and Lola and everyone can actually reference. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a straight up sequel. I don't think it's like a remake or anything like that. I think it's a sequel. Yeah. If they can talk to what happened back then and bring it in now and like it's LeBron. I know LeBron is the main character in this one here. Right. So I'm kind of curious who the surrounding pieces are going to be. So it, I'm I'm a sucker. I'll say it. I'll say <laughs> yeah, it. Once we can go back to the theater. Hopefully it's not one of those, you know, direct to digital releases because I'd like to go see it in the theater. I mean, but the thing is, one of the big things with that movie was the soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, even now, I mean, like I said, as soon as they got those monsters out there and they're talking about hitting them high and I'm like, I'm just getting like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm ready for the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, anybody alive in the 90s, you know, 96, Space Jam kind of ruled that summer for, for kids. It was fun. 
But uh, we had that, and then and you actually told me something. And, you know, amongst all this political thing that's going on, you're like, I need some like fun in my life. And you show me a picture of your mantle, and you got Christmas decorations hanging over. Well, the TV was, you know, the news on. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, your mood can improve if you shut the news off. Right. <laughs> and you're already decorating for Christmas? <laughs> I am. Well, here's the thing. We took down the Halloween decorations quick, like pretty much the night of Halloween. Once the night was over, we took down all the, like, the nightmare before Christmas. Ooh, that is quick and in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, we were done. Like, our company had left. There were no more trick-or-treaters. We were heading to bed. We were just tired of, like, the cobwebs on the railing and on the fireplace and stuff. So it kind of took all that down. And it wasn't a ton because we're still new to the house. We only had a few things. But the next couple of days, I'm looking at the uh, the fireplace and it just looks bare, man. I mean, there's nothing on it. There's no decorations or anything. You know, I'm typically one to start decorating early anyway, just because I love Christmas. My birthday's on Christmas. I shouldn't really, you know, by all accounts, I should maybe hate Christmas because it's ruined me of never having birthday, uh, a birthday, basically. Yeah, you always hated me because mine's middle of June. <laughs> yeah. So I had like the middle month, middle of the month. Yeah. So I, I never had to wait long. <laughs> yep. You were you just split the year in half anytime that you wanted a, a special day. But I had to wait a whole year. But I love Christmas. I can't help myself. I love Christmas movies, Christmas music, um, and Christmas decorating. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Uh, well, maybe we'll get into that closer to the season. <laughs> For me, it's standard Christmas viewing. But yeah, so basically, you know, our Aunt Deanna, she went out and bought a couple things at, uh, I think, Bed Bath & Beyond. And she brought home a garland that lights up and it's got berries and stuff. And so I got it's real pretty. So I was like, man, I'll just, you know, instead of it sitting in a box here where I take it down to the basement, I'll just put it up on the mantle to put something up there. And from there, it kind of like, well, you know, I got a, I got a lot more house to decorate this year. You know, that's one thing. In my old house, we didn't have outdoor electricity. We didn't have outlets outside. So I could never really decorate the house uh, for the season. But this year I do. So I'm going to start as much as I can as far as like the first year living here. Uh, but eventually I want like, you know, a good yard set up for Halloween, a good yard set up for Christmas, get lights and decorations out outside. What's the earliest that you've decorated for Christmas or started to? Well, inside, I don't start before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Outside, since I do put lights on the actual house itself, I've already started getting this stuff out. Oh, really? So I've already started working on it. What I plan on doing for the actual, you know, YouTube channel we have here. Yeah. Putting together a video. I mean, I plan on having my tripods on the roof, having a few different shots with the GoPro on my phone. But uh, I've actually already started getting that out. And I intend, I intended on doing it yesterday. But, you know, like I said earlier, I had a household of family that I wasn't intending on having. Yeah. And then today I just enjoy foot. Today's my loaf day. Today is I watch football. Right. So tomorrow, after I'm done dashing. <laughs> dash away, dash away, dash away all. I'm going to go ahead and start putting the lights up on the house. And I've got no problem putting them up. And I'll have it all set up. And what I do is I have a, a timer on it. So it, and it has a dusk till dawn. So I never have to plug in or unplug them. Oh, that's smart. So it did come on and shut off. And what I'll do is I'll put that on it and I'll take the extension cord. Because I have no power outside either. Yeah. So I have to run a power cord from where that is on the roof down in, into my garage. Right. And then when Thanksgiving hits, like Thanksgiving Day is usually what it is, I'll plug it in. And then the timer will take over for it for lights to come on and off. And that'll be the same from our yard decorations. Right. But I'm not putting them out until after Thanksgiving because that's a little different in my mind. Yeah, I think like big blow ups. Yeah, you're right. I probably wouldn't put that kind of stuff out until after Thanksgiving. 
But I, I actually took a trip to Lowe's on Saturday and dropped about $200 on like new lights and stuff. My vision was to get those big like net lights that you put over bushes because we have like big bushes out in our uh, front yard by the front door. So it's like, yeah, this will look really good. You just kind of drape the blanket of lights over top and light it up and you're done. So I go this morning to put them out and literally the bushes are so big that these things only drape on the very top of the bush. So it looks like a cupcake or something with frosting, <laughs> a lighted frosting on top. I'm like, well, that's not going to do at all. So I got to figure so either out. Either you need to go ahead and get more or you need to go ahead and just get lights and just kind of circle the bush itself. Yeah, that's what I'll end up doing. I'm not going to return these. I'll end up using these on some smaller plants that we have around the front of the house. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to get some string lights. So I'm, I'm just learning by doing here. It's going to be a task for me, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's how it's been for me here. I mean, I, one year I did the, I had a full out like Griswold, you know, <laughs> incident you know decorating the house i had those icicle lights and then even though they were led they can only plug so many in a row then i fuse you know fuses blowing oh man i about wanted to go out there and kick you know santa and the reindeer (laughs) it was so bad i was getting so mad i just was like i'm done with these now i got these old-fashioned like the old like big bulb ones right that are led that i put up every year now classic i've only had to replace i've used those now for about four five years now I've had to replace one strip, and it's fun. I mean, and it only takes me for my, you know, the size of my house. Yeah. Uh, For the front of it, down the side on one side, and up over my bedroom here, it only takes me about maybe 35 minutes to do by myself. Wow, that's not bad. So, no, it's not a long, you know, arduous thing. It only takes me about 10 minutes at most to take them down, so... You just rip them down. <laughs> for, one... for most, yeah, just... <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got those clips that, what, they clip to the gutter? Uh, these actually go to the, uh, the shingles. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the gutter wouldn't work because I got gutter guards on. Mm. So I've got no way to clip anything to the gutter. I gotcha. How about the tree? What's the soonest you've decorated inside? Uh, it's always Thanksgiving. Yeah, for the tree, it's always Thanksgiving. Now, what we did last year, we bought an artificial tree for the first time since Janessa and I have been together. Yeah. And last time I've had was back with my mom. So it's been a, quite a while since I've had an artificial tree. But we went ahead and Janessa sent me a message. She's like, we need to go ahead and go out and cut our tree down like we have in the past. Just because the year has been so crazy. Yeah. It's something that we can get out and do as a family. Walk around you know, the tree farm. And I can, you know, stress my back out and have back spasms, you know, all <laughs> evening after, you know, getting it cut down. Yeah. And I'd imagine if you guys are getting a live tree, you don't want to go too early or else by the time Christmas rolls around, you got a old dead tree. I don't know how long. I mean, I've had live trees, but, you know, you don't want to keep watering for too long. I don't know how long they would keep, even if you're watering well. Uh, I mean, they, they keep pretty well. You got to be careful where you put them. There was one spot that we used to always put it and there was a heater vent there. They're always closed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the the tree got even with me continuously watering it got so dry. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad. Now what I may do this year is go underneath it because what they do is they give you a fresh cut. So when you put it in there, the tree is sucking the water. Right. But even after a while, that bottom is going to get sapped over and it's not going to be pulling water anymore. Right. So what I may do is get like a sawzall and just you know just kind of shape the bottom a little bit, a little here and there, give like fresh cuts to see if maybe that will uh, prolong the tree's life. Yeah, keep it fresher longer. That's a good idea. Yeah. And it used to be, you know, after New Year's, New Year's Day would take them down. That's what it always was with the fake tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the real trees, to be honest with you, I'm about done with it come Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's always that weird week in between Christmas and New Year where it's just like this negative zone and you feel like you're kind of over Christmas and you're just ready to start fresh. Yeah. So, and then Christmas this year is going to be weird. Thanksgiving is going to be weird. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, uneasy, you know, about it. 
Have you guys talked about any kind of plans as far as what you're doing, having people over or anything? Uh, Thanksgiving, we're doing by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We decided we actually already bought our meal. We bought all our stuff. We're going to cook here. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we were supposed to be in Virginia at Janessa's aunt's house. Or we were, oh, I should say, we were invited there. Yeah. It's like, her. okay, so her sister kind of has a rotation. And it worked when they, her parents weren't here. Like, one year it's Christmas with her her family. One year it's you know Christmas with her in-laws type yeah. thing. So the rotation is at a certain point, she's here. Like, last year she was here for Thanksgiving. So what we did is we had Thanksgiving at, her, at Janessa's parents' house and then went and had it with my mom. So we had two meals that day. Okay. Uh, for Christmas, what we do is Christmas Eve with one family. So last year it was Christmas Eve with my mom christmas day with her family so that's kind of how with her being close that's how we're juggling the holidays okay uh so since we're not traveling down to virginia because i mean quite frankly i think it's a little i'm just not comfortable if i'm not comfortable driving to louisville right now to see you guys yeah i'm not comfortable driving down to uh virginia so we're, we're just gonna do a little low-key thing here and uh her parents aren't, aren't even sure if they're going yet or not it's, it's kind of been a wishy-washy not sure type deal but yeah, even if they do go, or don't go, I think we're just going to stay home and just have it, you know, me, the kids, Janessa, watch some football, watch some of the parade, uh, maybe watch a movie in the evening, you know, just do a little, it's going to be weird. That's all. I, I, didn't, I know it's going to be weird. <laughs> You're just going to try to do as much uh, normal things as possible, I guess. I mean, if it's just you guys, you doing your thing, that's the all you can really do if you're not having a ton of people over, which, you know, we nobody should be doing that anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're advised not to. Yeah. I've been tested now twice. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, that's right. I want to avoid that. I've had I've had that test twice. Uh, last week, I was, man, you look at that chart for the, you know, the virus and it says you have this, 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 this. I had all but two. Oh, wow. I had every symptom besides two. And uh, it came back negative, so I was fine. But uh, Janessa was like, man, you look like hell run over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you normally look that way? Uh, pretty much. I just didn't have the tire mark on my face. That, that, that day I had the tire mark. <laughs> I think for me it's going to be a lot of the same, just as low-key as everything else has been. Just like how Halloween was kind of low-key. Uh, we might have just a handful of people over, if at all. Maybe like, you know, our Aunt Deanna's sons, her two boys, might come over. But beyond that, I don't think we're doing a ton. We're still going to cook a lot, of course. We're going to eat on those leftovers for days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I told Janessa. Because uh, Kroger has something going where you can get like a Thanksgiving dinner and get it free somehow. I don't know. Something she got found free. So she's already got the money back for it. But she's like, I'm getting a turkey breast. I'm like, no, we're home. She's like, it was like a four pound, five pound. I was a small. I'm like, no, if you're getting a turkey, that's all bone. There's no meat to that thing. Yeah. So and we went back and forth for a little while until she actually clarified it. I'm like, okay. I said, I, if I have to, I will make the turkey. We will have turkey. I don't want turkey breast. Turkey breast is like if we're making hot, you know, hot turkey sandwiches in the crock pot. Right. That, that, that doesn't say Thanksgiving to me at all. Yeah. If you're going to be home, if you're going to fill the house up with the smell of a turkey cooking and all the fixings and stuff, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, I mean, you try to make it as normal as possible. You got to cook that turkey. Oh, yeah. And she actually, oh, she got me earlier. Uh, she went ahead and she started making homemade pumpkin pies. Oh, man. She, she did it last year. And she has made me one already to verify that she continued to know how to make it. And oh, my dear God, baby Jesus. <laughs> oh, it is so good. What does she do? How does she make them? Does she use just like the canned pumpkin? And like, I mean, how homemade is it? Uh, well, she's not baking the pumpkin. 
Right. So <laughs> some people do that. Like they actually get like, you know, pumpkins and they throw them in the oven and then turn that stuff into the stuff that ends up slopped on top of a pumpkin pie. But she doesn't go all out that far. Huh? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just happy she goes as far as she goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's way better than, you know, cooking something frozen or just grabbing the one from the bakery at the grocery store. Yeah, she made it. And, and the funny thing is she don't eat it. Really? She, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like uh, apple pie. Yeah. She, does, she doesn't like pies, but she'll make them. Oh, wow. Well, th- that's sweet. Just for you. Pretty much. Yeah, and the kids will eat it a little bit here and there. But yeah, she knows predominantly she's making it for me or whatever family members that are going to enjoy it. But yeah, she made me this full pie and the kids ate it, you know, a few, a few pieces and there was like a good like quarter of it left. I just took the whole damn tin with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm eating this before it goes bad. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, this is James Beaver. From Beaver Does Movies. Just got a question for you. Do you like movies? Do you like bad movies? Do you like bad movie podcasts? Because that's what I'm here to ask. Come check out Beaver Does Movies. A podcast where I pretty much just torture people with terrible, terrible movies. In the hopes that they stop talking to me. So check it out. BeaverDoesMovies.com And I'll see you there. Ted Bundy abducted and murdered my dad's high school friend. Debbie Kent, in 1974. At least, Bundy admitted to killing her just before his execution, but police were never able to locate her body. That's the topic of just one episode of Straight Up Enigmas, a podcast to explore the unexplained. Spine-tingling supernatural stories, historical mysteries, and true unsolved cases are all things to expect when you tune in to our show. I'm Jaden McKell, and I'm the host of Straight Up Enigmas. Our bite-sized, bi-weekly episodes focus on the world's strangest mysteries. Sacred and sonic geometry, the murder of Karen Silkwood, Turkmenistan's door to hell, the curse of the omen, and much more. Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. So, yeah, we had some uh, sad news today. I was watching football, and uh, Alex Trebek passed. Uh, he'd been fighting cancer for a bit, and uh, he finally just passed today. Did you hear about that? I heard about it. It was sad. I didn't realize he was in as bad shape. I knew he had yeah. been fighting it. Uh, last time I seen him, he was actually doing well. And it was one of those things that I know he already outlived the expectancy of the cancer he was fighting. And I was kind of thinking, like, you know, great doctors can prolong everything. So he looked like nothing was wrong with him. Right. And then all of a sudden this dropped. Yeah, he just kept on, like, when the news dropped, and it probably dropped initially, what, about a year ago or so? And he just, you know, put it out there that he was going to keep doing the show and just try his best to get through it. And he did, as long as he could hold out. I give it up to him for for even attempting to, like, continue on with Jeopardy afterwards. Jeopardy's never going to be the same, man. I mean, that guy, he hosted Jeopardy for, God, since the 80s, dude. (laughs) Like, it's, it's an end of an era, basically. Do you remember growing up as a kid? Like our local area, Channel 6, ABC, used to have that hour block in the evenings, 7 p.m. It'd be Jeopardy and then Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, yeah. Back to back. I just, it was, it was the mainstay. It was always on. Yeah. It feels like at my grandmother's. I remember, remember watching it with my grandmother. And it just, I, yeah. I remember just kind of sitting there in like a sporting category. Coming like, I, I can answer half these. Awesome. But then like <laughs> 90% of the other questions, like, what is, I'm a dumbass. 
<laughs> yeah, current events and geology and social studies and, uh, you know, what event from 1916 was this or that? And it's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the majority. It was just fun to kind of watch. I don't even know what the draw was. I don't know I don't know why it was fun to watch, quite frankly, but it, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think so, too. And maybe the age of the Internet and having instant information at your fingertips made it a little less relevant. But Trivia in itself is fun. Like, you know, when you sit down and do like a trivial pursuit or something around pop culture or stuff, stuff that you're fairly knowledgeable about, it is fun if you do it in a team atmosphere. And that was like it's a half hour of trivia every weeknight. And a lot of folks were into that. They just wanted to test how smart they were, I guess. Yeah. And I think they were already in the process of trying to find a person who's going to take over Jeopardy. So we'll see what happens. Oh, well, that person would be blessed. Apparently, they would have a pretty stable job until (laughs) for the next 30 years, at least. Well, yeah. I mean, there's already a good example out there about that with uh, The Price is Right. Yeah, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. I mean, I thought for sure The Price is Right was dead when Bob Barker left. Yeah. I thought that show was going to fade away. And it hasn't. And it's transitioned into something that it wasn't with Bob Barker. The crowd's a lot younger. There's a lot. Right. There's a lot of things that they they slowly changed and morphed into you know Drew Carey hosting it. So I mean, we may see something like that with Jeopardy. I, I don't know what they can do with it outside of bringing in you know, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Are you smart? Jeff than? Foxworthy. <laughs> Where did you pull that from? What just goes in the mustache? Well, I'm thinking, are you smarter than a fifth grader? (laughs) Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, You might be a redneck if you watched. (laughs) Are you smarter than a fifth grader? You know, not the top of my list as far as replacing Alex Trebek, but I don't know. You know, I'd watch it for an episode or two. Oh, yeah, I'd have to watch a train wreck. It would be a train wreck. It'd be a fun train wreck, but it'd be a train wreck. We kind of ran into that. That was some sad news. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. And then, you know, in kind of a loose connection, they used to have those skits on Saturday Night Live, Celebrity Jeopardy, with Will Ferrell done up as Alex Trebek. And his nemesis used to be uh, Daryl Hammond's Sean Connery. If you guys are aware of those, those are pretty funny sketches back from like the 2000s. You can look them up on YouTube. But um, Sean Connery passed away recently, too, man. I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. And when they showed a picture of him, and I mean, he was 90. So, I mean, yeah. it wasn't like, I mean, he, dude lived a great life. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I didn't realize he was as sickly. And come to think of it, it's, it's been a long time since we actually seen him. Yeah, I don't know what his last movie was. I kind of forget, but he, he was kind of... Was it of an Extraordinary Gentleman? That might have been it. And that was like 2003, 2004. So, yeah, it had been a long time. Yeah, because what I, I listened to other shows as well. And they were saying they approached him for the role of Gandalf. Oh, yeah. And he read the script. He didn't understand it, so he passed on it. And that's why he took the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, because he still didn't understand the script, but he decided to take it. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, that was when we went with football. Yeah, well, you know, we got Ian McCullum out of the deal in his Gandalf. I can't. I think if Sean Connery was in that role, you would just only see Sean Connery. Because in all honesty, like, he was just Sean Connery. I, I don't bigger know. bigger than movies. Yeah, he was a movie star that kind of, you know, he wasn't like a character actor. Like, if he was in the movie, even more than like a Tom Cruise or anything, just because he had the accent, the Sean Connery accent that everybody did impressions of in the 90s and through the 2000s. You know, everybody had a Sean Connery impression, and you'd see him in a role, and you'd see Sean Connery first, and it'd be hard to kind of shake that. Yeah, that'll, that'll take me out of that role. Think about it, making him Gandalf, it's probably a good thing he didn't take it. Yeah. I, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. You were never a big Bond guy, right? I, I'm still not a Bond guy. Yeah. 
I don't like the Bond movies. I don't like the Mission Impossible movies. I uh, they, they just don't do anything for me. I kind of like the Daniel Craig ones. I've been seeing them in the theater since Casino Royale in 2006, I believe. So I've been watching those, and they've been coming out every few years. And he's done quite a bit of them. Uh, the last one, Daniel Craig's last Bond movie was actually supposed to really be released over the summer but because of covid it was delayed but uh yeah anyway as far as sean connery i mean legendary the guy was the first james bond he was in a ton of roles some of the ones that uh, you and i like i loved the rock i know you did too yeah. uh wish uh nicholas cage there was that era in the mid 90s of uh, jerry bruckheimer films like post bad boys that was like con air the rock um armageddon they were just like these big, booming action films. They're all my movies, too. I love them. Yeah. Even as bad and, and as weird as Armageddon is, <laughs> I'll still stop and watch it at any point. <laughs> Con Air. Oh, was Face Off one of them as well? Yeah, Face Off was in there, Face too, Off, man. That, that, I have, I've, I've passed on that one a few times recently. That one was but, yeah. John Woo, different director. But yeah, fits right in line with that uh, uh, mid to late 90s big action boom. But yeah, I mean, like you were saying, I, I'm just not a big Bond fan. And he's known for his Bond films. I mean, he did six of them. Yeah. From uh, 62 through 83. So, I mean, I mean, his last one was what? Never Say Never Again, which none of these, none of these do anything for me. Right. I mean, I like you were saying, I, I think The Rock. Yeah. I think The Hunt for Red October. Yeah, that's another the, one that you, you loved. I don't... Th- the uh, Jack Ryan movies I haven't really seen too many of, but um, that's one that you like, right? Wasn't it wasn't Alec Baldwin in that one too? I yeah, I believe so. He was one of like the uh, the officers, yeah, oh uh, like the Jag type officers that was that was on the ship, right? How how long has it been since you've seen that movie? It, it's been a little while. I, I think it popped up not that long ago, like on a on like a TNT or TBS, yeah. But I really haven't stopped to watch it. That's one I kind of want to revisit, come to think of, because it was you know, a really good movie. You know, uh, recently when we did our movie reviews, we've been watching some uh, movies that we'd seen and loved as kids, but haven't watched in a long time. And uh, I think Hunt for Red October is one that I, I need to revisit because it's been so long. And one that I've never seen, but I think I would love is The Untouchables, because I love Westerns. I love kind of old school gangster movies and the Untouchables with uh, Kevin Costner and, and Sean Connery. It's highly regarded. I've just never seen it. Yeah, that's his only Academy Award. Yeah. He won it for The Untouchables for a supporting actor, which is crazy, thinking that he had, that's the only one he has. Oh, for sure. For I mean, he was Hollywood royalty for decades, man. So I think if I have some time in the near future, before we start ramping up Christmas movies, I'll have to check out The Untouchables. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we were talking about this before. I think the name Sean Connery is bigger than the person. Yeah. When I say Sean Connery, I actually put him his name in the same category as John Wayne. It's uh, like their names are bigger than I think that they were when they were alive. Yeah. Like the the man, the personality is bigger than any one movie role or anything. Yeah. I mean, well, Connery, he's, he was knighted. So he was Sir Sean Connery. Right. So, I mean, he, I mean, that goes quite a ways by itself. Seeing that he was Scottish and he wasn't even English. Yeah, I mean, the guy was famous as all famous can be. I mean, he hasn't been in the spotlight for a decade or more now. So I would I would forgive some of our younger listeners or even our kids to eventually not know who the heck he, the guy was. But he had a pretty big presence in our childhood as far as just the name and the movies. I mean, some of the other movies that I remember that had a lot of success were Entrapment, him and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Uh, Finding Forrester, um, just some other kind of smaller roles that, you know, he took upon. And uh, I know they were just like really, really big back when movies didn't have to be like a big Marvel movie. Right. They, they could studios could put out 
you know, an hour and 45 minute drama about, you know, an old guy teaching a younger kid to play chess and that could win all kinds of awards and, and get yeah. all kinds of all kinds of money in the box office. Not not too many of those these days, but yeah, it was a whole different time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't want to end this on a somber note. So how about we jump into that jalopy of ours and we just cruise off into that cheesy sunset? What do you say? <laughs> yeah, okay. So do you have yourself a joke, sir? I do have a joke. It's uh, it's James Bond related. Well, we're talking about Sean Connery here. Okay. I won't get it then. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that uh, Daniel Craig will actually have gray hair in the next James Bond movie? I did not. Yeah. He has no time to die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like no time to dye his hair. Yeah, I got it immediately. <laughs> okay. The title of the film. Okay. <laughs> yes, the title. I understood it. <laughs> Just, I was like... <laughs> Maybe if I was a Bond fan, that'd been funnier. But yeah, just like okay, understood. Okay, so I got one here for you. So where do you find turkeys with no legs? Where do you find turkeys with no legs? I don't know exactly where you put them. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hey, look, I appreciate jokes like that where it's like you expect a a different and you get the easy answer like oh of course like why was the fireman (laughs) buried behind the hill because he was dead that kind of thing (laughs) because he was dead (laughs) i like those kinds of jokes oh i've seen it and i just started laughing i was like okay this is stupid enough for me (laughs) (laughs) so that's going to be the show as always check out dadnarock.com for past episodes links to our social media pages and our shop yeah and we're out there actually doing a week by week live show on the dad rock podcast on youtube all about the mandalorian so if you guys were you know along for the ride last year when we actually did it via podcast we were actually only doing it a video style So check us out over on YouTube, like the page, you know, do everything you can do, subscribe so you don't miss anything and uh, check out all those socials like Sean said as well. And I think that is a good spot to go ahead and sign off for the evening. What do you say, sir? We'll see ya. Peace. Junior. Indiana was the dog's name.